some stuff. I'll do it if you want to do it. I want to go back and listen to how many times we sing with the intro or any of the songs. Like, it's got to be close to 75-80%. That we sing with it? Yeah, we're always, you, you know, you always get it. You go into cat mode, meow, meow, meow. Yeah. Oh, I do. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Meow, 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 meow. It's one of the weirdest, meow, one of the weirdest meow, things meow. about you. Uh, yeah. From my seat. I started that a long time ago. <laughs> and um, no, I'm not going to quit. Yeah, no, don't stop now. Um, stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. I was, gonna, I was taking the higher octave for you to balance it out. Yeah. Come on, come on. Just wonder if I go. It pull, Bohemian pulled up on my uh, watch list on one of the one of the, we've been watching. Oh, what a great movie! And I was like, I could watch that again. That's Boy, a, you deserve that. That's Oscar. a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Welcome into a Center and Saint podcast. With you ben are Patrick. We are on just fifty. We made it fifty. Oh, I shouldn't say it yet. Eighty-one. We recorded, but yes, eighty-one episode. One millionth episode that we've attempted, and fifty that we've been able to record successfully. I um can't believe we made it. I don't know why I want to do this, but I feel good. Well, because it's our golden episode. It's our golden episode that you brought a golden drink to. I'm gonna take a shower for this one. Oh my word. Okay. A couple episodes. Eddie, help me out. Oh, demanding today, Eddie. Hey, do it now. Whatever the tone it will be exactly. Time to get a drink. Just a little drink. Mm-hmm. Ooh, burping in my mouth. I hope not burping. Oh, I said burping. Oh, burping. I hope. I hope. I always want to try and like surprise you, which is hard because you're such an alcoholic. Um, not an alcoholic. Well, my mother says. I. Uh, this is the bee's knees. Oh yeah. Have you had a bee's knees? I have. Dang, several God. times. So you're gonna. That, the other reason so I tried I'm to know if you made it well or not. <laughs> well, based on appearance, how's it looking so far? Uh, it's a little. Is it dark? It's is, dark. It a little, is it a little it's, much? This is not what I would have thought for a bee's knees. It's probably not right. Don't I didn't measure well. Who cares? Yeah, welcome to the bee's knees, Salancha. Do you need center and same pot? Yeah. Do we need to get you a, um, a measuring kit? No, I have one, but I didn't want to do it. Hmm. I was like, I'm just gonna play it by ear. And, that's not far off. No? Yeah. It tastes good. What what'd you use to make this? Uh, dry gin. Mm-hmm. Which surprises me. When you're like a bee's knees and I'm like, Patrick made a gin cocktail? I had to. You, okay. You've offered a couple of rum drinks for me lately. And I was like, i got to yeah. balance this out. It's also 9 to 1. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm right. responsible for 90% of the drinks. Yeah, so but I was like, hey, I can, I, okay. come on. I can okay. figure it out. And so, dry gin, honey, uh-huh. OJ. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of lime. Okay. That's it. The difference what am I missing? Uh, no, a lot of people don't use OJ. Instead, they'll use more of like a lemonade. Because it'll lighten it up. Mine said OJ. Right. Mine I like said. It. I like it. Mine, my, this is a good variation. I looked variation. at two recipes and they said OJ. I like OJ. This is okay. a good variation. And the, this is, it's like a fancy screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. Bedazzled. I like it. No, this is, this is not what... I don't know what I was expecting. Ah, expecting it's the bee's knees. Or, this as one said, also sometimes called the cat's whiskers. Mm. And that's all I got. I don't, I don't know why. 
Now the biggest the biggest objective I have with this cocktail It's not is, in the right glass. No, no, no. And I don't have oh, no, cocktail not, glasses. No, no. My objective with this cocktail. Oh, I thought you said objection. I would like to take a nap later today, I think. And I think this is gonna help me get there. Oh. So, <laughs> I think I think drinking this and then maybe getting some hot chicken on the way home Ooh, might uh, might ease me uh, right, right into a little produce second, yeah, second half nap I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, that's where you rest your eyes, as my kids say it. So I'm a real bad napper. Oh uh, nope. Oh I hate naps. I'm a rock star. I um I used to have a no no, no I have a friend who's his former wife um, was like, we joked she should give lessons in napping. We're like, because you know there was that, I don't know if it's still out there, there was the professional cuddlers. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. My kids wanted me to be that. A professional cuddler? Did I tell you that? Yeah, no. but at the, at the end of COVID, they're like, Dad, you should just put a couch on the corner and put a sign out that says free cuddling or hugs. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm, I, I feel like that crosses a line. Mm -hmm. I, I looked at, like, professionally at being mm -hmm. a cuddler, like, I'm like, I could do that. Like, I could yeah. I could hug strangers, and it mm -hmm. wouldn't, like, I wouldn't think anything wow, of it. Wow, you're different people. I read, I, like, I went through and I read all the, like, the stipulations and the rules, the agreements that they have to sign, and, like, it's... Oh, yeah. Like, they're like... It, like, they're like, it's okay if you're sexually stimulated. That That's to be expected, but we're not going to act on it. Mm -hmm. Like... And yeah. so we'll adjust and we'll move forward. And I'm like, that that would be Junior a little weird part. All over it. You have to be clean. Like they're like, you have to be showered. Yeah. Like you can't. There can't be any odors. Like, yeah. There's all this stuff, and I'm like, yeah. But then I'm like, yeah, it probably didn't work out for me because I'm a, I, I'm a furnace. Like I'm just, sweater. A, I'm just a hot body. And uh, you are a hot body. And if, and if they're wanting to, body. if they're wanting to. Um, Secure my services in the summer. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Well, now think about this though. What if you did it in the summer in Argentina? Uh, is that on the other side of thirty-seven? <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> Go back to the last episode. Because well, it'd, be, it'd be winter, right? <laughs> so yeah, I know. Our summer is Argentina's winter. Yeah. And so you could yeah. just you could you could you could have perma winter. Perma winter. Perma winter snuggles. I just I'm a uh, what's the opposite of a snowbird? A Summer bird? It's the opposite of a snowbird is a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. That'd be me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mm. I once uh, I have a buddy who's very agile, and he—I mean—he's in his forties and he's still incredibly agile. Just um, really fit guy and uh, lives a very healthy lifestyle. And he helped me do some tree trimming one year, and this was several years ago. I was just so impressed the way that he could like scale his way up the tree and then just like drop the rope down and I would tie the chainsaw and he'd pull it up and, and, and yeah. he was like, so then we get towards the end of the project and he's, he's a nice guy. And, and also like, we really love being competitive with each other. So I think at that moment he was kind of like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do some of the cutting? And I was like, well, sure. Wow, guys. I, I later I later compared it to this. My buddy Beamer scaled that tree like a jungle cat. <laughs> I hung off a limb like a polar bear with an inner ear infection. Like I could not figure out how to make my body move in the way it needed to move to scale the tree, let alone him. Just like 
he just like monkeyed up the tree. Yeah. And I'm uh -huh. just like, I don't, I don't know how that. I that's, don't even know. You just did. I studied physics and that yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he could just zip straight up the tree, and I'm like, okay. And then I'm literally, I was just hanging off one branch, legs around it, arms around it, just mass under the like. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do next. I guess let my legs go and drop back to the ground. Are you are you afraid of heights? Not at all. No, I'm. I'm Not at all. Although I will say, as I've gotten older, mm -hmm. uh, I am. And I've been in a high space. I don't get up in a lot of high spaces mm -hmm. that are uh, jeopardizing in any way. But mm -hmm. the last couple of times I've done it, I've been like, oh, this is more unnerving than it was when I was younger. And part of that's mm -hmm. just like, like I used to, like, I, yeah, I, just, I, I was more active and athletic and agile and yeah. whatever when I was younger. And I've lost a, lost a tick in my lost step. Lost a step, yeah. yeah. I, um... Now I do struggle with my my brain does not yet recognize my age. Oh no! Uh -uh. And so, because there's um, you know different times of the year we decorate our house for different things. You know, which oddly we don't really do a lot of outside decorations for Christmas, but we um, big Halloween, big Halloween house. Yeah. Uh, we do uh, month of May for the flags and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this past May, I was up on the ladder and. I was just kind of like, if I fall, I fall. Yeah, and it was just, but it really, it was just such an indifference to my own well-being where I was just yeah. like, I'm pretty high up here, and like, I don't know, this thing's a little rickety. <laughs> it's not, and it's I was not like, solid footing. Yeah, it well, exactly, like I didn't properly Could have been a little bit more secure on right. setting that ladder up before I climbed up it, but eh, if I, could, well. if I could go back. So if I fall down, minutes, I guess I, yeah. I, I deserve it. I mean. If I go back four minutes, I'll make better choices. <laughs> If not, I'll just figure out if I can scale down the rock wall that is the front of my house. Yeah. So it um, it is but, a magnificent front. I've always been like, that's just made. That front of the house is made for rock climbing. Like it you, is. It you, is. You could sell weekend tickets for. We could. Yeah. Yeah. Just come climb um, the front of my house. Yeah. Half of uh, for those of you who don't know where I live, I, and I hope that's all but one of you. <laughs> um, the front of my house is all stonework. That really is. It's it's all Indiana you, lime. I think I could climb it. I think I could climb it. You like climb up and clean out a foot of guttering and you win. Yeah. Oh no, we got gutter guards. Oh, right. no, no, no one has to do that. Don't all put right. that on. Okay. Me. Sorry. Uh, but what I love most is that three quarters of our living room wall is that same stone. Where like the fireplace oh, yeah, yeah. goes all uh, the way up to the ceiling and all the way across, and there's a built-in wood box with the mantle, and then the part that's not stone is actually where the um, the bar cart is yeah. in in our living room. Uh, yeah, that was a big feature of the house. Did I ever tell you about how I saw our house? You saw it digitally because you I weren't did. able to see it. Yeah, right? I was traveling yeah. for work, and uh, and your wife found it and uh, yeah. liked it. And, and she's like, yeah. yeah, and and she was like, "What do you think?" And even just seeing it on a phone in a hotel room I was just like that's our yeah. house yeah and she was like really I was like put in the offer yeah. I don't have to that's see it. it that's our house that's it. Like, and we still live there today we, how many years ago was that uh seven seven this weekend we moved in congratulations mm -hmm. yeah nice job nice job um so anyways we were talking about something better than that before were we I doubt it we don't really have much I mean our better is not much that's what I like about this though is that <laughs> Kind of is that a tagline? Our better's not much. Our better's less than one percent. That's the so, title. Well, yeah, our better's not much. Uh, yeah, if you don't want to populate from the last episode too, because we forgot that. I don't know what we talked about. Um, but yeah, the um, 
My indifference to falling off a ladder is also uh, kind of my indifference on just being better for people I don't know. How about this? How about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna put a listener challenge out there. I write us an email. Info at a center and saint dot com. Uh-huh. A center and saint dot com. Um, I know it's a lot of words, but you can figure it out. Because I got to tell you, we're, we're going to give you a shout out. If you shout write us an email, out. we're going to give you a shout out. We used to talk to this uh, kind Carl. of rascally couple, Carl and Barb, and they we're got pretty much we pre- they got attacked by grizzlies and died. And they probably tried to get a selfie in New York Well, they were hunting with cats and like uh, whatever not, they were doing, it wasn't working. That's not designed for yeah. success. So. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you though. Um, Please do. And I, we've been putting, I've been putting um, questions and polls on every episode for the last year. So engage with us. If you don't, we're going to show up at your door. And if you that's listen not, to the last episode, that's not real. We're not going to do that. We, I thought that was part of the. I thought that was more like a membership program. Like you go ahead. Like a D membership program. I want to watch like, this kite fly, and I'll pull it back when I need to. You pay go us. Back. To not show up at your house, like oh, so it's like, like a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I we're know. Gonna, we're gonna get you. Hey, we're Dave. You. Dave, what's this five dollar charge to the series? <laughs> oh no, uh, just that keeps them from showing up here. Yeah. It's, trust it's, me, you want it. Isn't that like what the Italians did in the thirties in New York? <laughs> it was a, they called it a protection racket. Mm-hmm. How Rico started? No, no, it's totally different. Totally different. These guys make me laugh. <laughs> Those Italians didn't. These guys are so bad, they make me look good. No, yeah. no, trust me. When you I, think I'm bad, honey, you should listen to these podcasts. You'll be glad you're married. When I need to feel you're welcome, me, I listen, listen to these. Guys. Yeah, listen, listen to this with your spouse in the car, and they'll be like, that, those, these guys are the worst. And you'll be like, aren't you glad you married me? And mm. she'll be like, well, yeah, I guess so. Perspective matters. I mean, it's all relative. Yeah, yeah, I have relatives. <laughs> this is a bee's knees, man. This is good. This is you a, a good job. It, oh, you did a good job. On. Like I said, so it's funny. I think we've talked about this before. I'm, if I were a cat, my hind back would just have raised up real high. Yeah. Because you for you to pet it. Oh. Like, oh man. I in my head <laughs> about like a, a long time ago on this podcast, you said that you can't listen to us. You can't skip 15 seconds ahead. Oh no, because we, we were all over the place. Because uh-huh. I was gonna talk about something and now I'm just going somewhere else. <laughs> The so, rabbit trails are quick on uh-huh. this hike. <laughs> so I had a I had a buddy who was traveling recently and um, needed me to take care of his cat. So I was oh, going, you said I, yes. So I was whoa. I was going. This is, is this your saint moment? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I forgot the whole freaking. Oh yeah, I forgot the whole format of the podcast. Format of what we were doing here. I thought we were just drinking. <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't. I thought you were like living some weird dream where it's like, yeah, cool, we can have a drink. I don't know. He's sitting in front of his laptop. We got these microphones in our face, and we're drinking. Sometimes being a friend is like helping the imaginative. (laughs) Um. So I went over and I was taking care of his cat, and the first day I got there, the cat was like, and like this dude loves his cat, and like Uh, his cat is, and I get it because I loved my dog. So like I get Evans and cats. So he has like all around his TV. He has like cat trays where the cat can jump and play and uh, okay. do his thing. I hadn't been to his place since he put those in. So I opened the door and the cat's like at eye level. <laughs> and and the cat and I get along. It's I've met this cat numerous times and it's comfortable. Is it, is with it me. a dog cat? As they say. Uh, Kind of. It's a needy cat. Okay. But especially because the cat's person was away. 
So the cat was just like, eh, surrogate guy, you're fine. Yeah. But the problem was the longer he was gone, the cagier the cat got mm. to where I was like, yeah, you're, I don't, I don't feel like I can trust you at this point. Cause you're like rolling on your back and then I start to pet you and like your back legs like lock into my hand. And yep. like that feels, that feels yeah, dangerous. They, and the way they raise up their back end when you run, yeah. like if you pet the back of the cat and it's like, yeah. And you're like, what? what and are you and doing? I, had a, I had an opportunity. He came back into town and, and uh, he lived. And uh, I had a chance. <laughs> and, you, and you hadn't killed the cat? And I didn't you didn't put it, the wrap it in a well, shower curtain and I put it in the bathtub and, and like, maybe you won't know. I didn't dream about the cat, so I didn't <laughs> kill it, obviously. So then I um, I was asking him about it and he's like, oh yeah, that's just like the cat being the cat. Like they just get super needy like the longer they're away from their people. Uh, and I was like, just like my wife. You, does she get real needy? Yeah, she, she likes that security and stability. Like, I know. She tried to hold my hand on our podcast no, I'm last sure week. she did. I'm sure she did. She And I was even wearing my t-shirt that said, not a hugger. <laughs> That's a good so, t-shirt. Um, and I I don't know if she was a fan. I slapped her hand. You no should have. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because it, it's one thing to move it away, but it's another to correct it. No, I, we were watching a show the other night, and I tried to hold her hand, and she moved it away. So I, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, it's working. She's m- mimicking that at home, so that's nice. So <laughs> so we've talked about my wife and I lay on the couch at night and watch TV and stuff. And what you call it? Couch. Cuddles and snuggles or something? Snug, snugs and hugs. Snugs and hugs. Snugs right. and hugs. Um, cuddles and snuggles. I kind of like that too. I might, I might adopt that if you don't mind. But the funny thing is, like, she'll get to a point where she's laying on her side and her neck will hurt, so she'll sit back up because our couch is like dual reclining uh-huh. couch. Yeah. And so, so then it's funny because one of us is your hand cramped. You've been holding that for three sessions. I know. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's okay. All right. One of us will eventually just do this, where we just like slam our hand in the space between us, and it's just like. Okay, we we can hold hands. That's fine. Fine, that's it. But it just but it makes it. me laugh when it's always just like you're not laying here anymore. So, <laughs> and um, what a very good story. I'm sorry. I'll try. That's to uh, yeah. No, let's work on that. That's you my work on that. That's, uh, Saint you know, I love my. It wife. happens. So, um, we we've been watching uh, the bear. I've heard about that. What? Tell me your thoughts on this. Season one. It is anxiety. Okay. Fueling. It is. The first season, I'm like, why are we watching this? this okay. Like, I want to watch a show because it's enjoyable. Sure. Like, shows that I'm like, no, this is too real, mm-hmm. or this creates anxiety in me. I'm like, this is this isn't entertainment. Okay. Like, I I can live in this. I can just go do my life and deal yeah. with this kind of anxiety yeah. and whatever. And so, like, season one is like whatever, but it was like, I don't know why we kept going. I think she wanted to keep going I don't know but it was we did um, and then like we, we did it uh, we started season one this summer which is also the same time we kind of wrapped up Ted Lasso and then season two had already launched and they're like Ted Lasso had already wrapped up and they're like if you love Ted Lasso you'll love the bear and I'm like oh those aren't you those aren't comparable yeah they're they're not similar we well, you know in any is. form or fashion like not at all the same, but yeah. one's light and witty and right. shows you the full dynamic of human emotion and perspective yeah. and whatever. And the bear is just anxious and chaotic and frustrating and 
whatever. Like, yeah, if you want to not sleep well at night, yeah, sure, go watch The Bear. I guarantee you'll stay up and have sleepless nights. So I appreciate that review because I have a brother who we do not have the same taste in media. Um, and, and that's really, aside from just a few podcasts that we cross-pollinate on, we don't, like the shows he recommends, not for me. The music, yeah. probably not for me. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. I really love that he continues to share, though. Sure. Yeah. Because, like, some, some, some hit. Some may land. Some do hit. Yeah. And so he was like, you should watch The Bear. It's it's absolutely outstanding TV. And I'm like, okay. Have you watched it? I've not at all. But Ooh. then I had another friend and who really hates you, so you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he, um, I love him. Yeah, I know you do. I, and that's such and a I weird dynamic. That. And I, I mean it. Such a weird dynamic. One of these days, I'm gonna. he's going to warm up to me. He said, have you watched The Bear? And I said, no, I, I've heard about it. And like, I even heard about it through a podcast that I listened to and, and that has nothing to do with the bear. It was just. Right. It was about a meteorologist, uh -huh. actually. Um, the the guy or my friend was like, "Have you ever been to a Thanksgiving dinner that was like incredibly awkward? It went off the rails. Cut the tension with a knife, yeah. and you were just presumably uncomfortable for like ninety to one hundred and twenty minutes until you could eat and get out of there." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's every single episode of the bear," and I was like. Why the hell would I watch that? That sounds terrible. Right. And um, so I've never watched it because I trust. Now, he's not always, he doesn't have good takes <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but I trusted that. that and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch that. And season one and season two are considerably different. Like season one is just like this, like every season we're going to show you the dumpster fire. And then like, which is. I'm out on that. Which is. Uh, fine to a degree. Oh, I didn't think fine was um, coming out. <laughs> well, when you look at the progression of where it's going. Like, yeah. So season two is, it's written incredibly def different. And I would say even each episode is unique mm -hmm. in its own right. But there is one episode that is particularly, a, it's a Christmas. Um, I think it's a Christmas. I don't know what it is. But it's a, it's a big holiday family dinner. And it is... Chaos upon chaos upon chaos and dysfunction and and lacking of emotional intelligence and awareness and, yeah. and like it's just all of the family trauma and pain mm -hmm. wrapped into one and and it would <laughs> the conversations we've had about you you and your family and just kind of the stress points that have been there like it's like yeah that's all of that right. showing <laughs> showing up <laughs> in, in that space um, but season two is incredibly different and they they really. There's a couple of weak. There's a couple of characters. One of the one of the main characters is just weak, uh, Sydney. I, I want to like her, um, and they they're trying to craft the story around her. But she's she's just a she's just a weak character. They didn't do well with it. Mm. And then another one of the main characters, uh, Richie, um, who I I just loathe, and I'm like I don't even understand why he's in the show. Like all this is yeah. just miserable. Like. This is a good opportunity to say uh, the Bear and CBS are not sponsors. No, not so, at all. So no, it's, it's CBS? I don't, I don't watch it on Hulu. I don't know. But whatever. I thought they were... Maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. But factually, CBS also not a sponsor. Yeah. So. But it, but the the character development of Richie... like, and I, and I am not one... I'm not a Pollyanna entertainment. Like, mm -hmm. I do not need everything to be a happy ending. Yeah. In fact, most of the time, I like it when it's not a happy ending. Like, give me 
reality. Like, let me feel the weight of a show and leave it unresolved because sure. that's life. Yeah. Um, and so, like, Richie in this, like, there's this beauty. And it, I'm going to actually, I'm going to use this in a sermon uh, tomorrow, actually. Okay. Um, because it's this beautiful moment where he is, the, the basis of the show is um, they own a Chicago beef shop. Yeah. Um, and the the brother, Michael, owned it. And then he, uh, he committed suicide. And his younger brother, Carmi, is a, a Michelin star chef. Okay. And so uh, Carmi comes back to Chicago. He's kind of estranged from the family. He's lived yeah. in Europe and he's kind of gone on and, and explored life. But he comes back to kind of take on Michael's, the family shop. Okay. Um, and in that, like, Richie has been the one who's worked with Michael and has been faithful in that space. And Carmi's not been faithful. And so Richie feels like he is the rightful heir of carrying on the legacy mm. of the shop. Uh, but Carmi comes back and has all this culinary experience, and so he's is he, you know, is he quote unquote highfalutin, yeah. um, and just trying to pull rank. And while Richie is the one who should be the one maintaining it, and there's this history of the characters of working in the shop and whatever. So that that's all of season one that kind of lays the groundwork. And I would say really season one is is that's all it is. Okay, like it's a it's ten yeah. episodes of just. Yeah. creating a backstory and yeah. showing you the dynamics and the complexity that's there. In season two, <clears throat> he decides to shut down the beef shop, the beef steak shop, and open a high-end store shop. Um, and obviously that comes with all sorts of grief and frustration and pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, he tries to, he wants to use, utilize the staff that's there yeah. uh, and the chemistry that they have, but upscale their skills and abilities. So mm-hmm. he, he invests in them by sending them to culinary school. Um, and Richie, he, he connects with another high-end restaurant that he sends to go and like learn what this looks like. Okay. And, and, and Richie is, uh, he's a, he's a middle-aged man, uh, from mm-hmm. a broken marriage with a, with a kid. And, um, he, he's kind of at this middle age crisis place where he just realizes like I've not done anything with my life mm-hmm. and I can't continue on in this way. Like I've got to find a different rhythm. Yeah. Um, and so like Carmi sends him, what, what's that? What's your, what's your, <laughs> I'm laughing that you've gone into such a rabbit hole of a show you hate. <laughs> well, I, I, so I, I hated it at the start. A second season totally redeemed itself. Okay, okay. Yeah, I sorry. didn't know where we were going. I was just like, no, sec- wow, sec- he's giving me play-by-play. You've got to be able to not like. You've got to be able to endure the first season. Okay. And it, it gets better in the second season. Um, mm. You just gave me my outgoing spirit. Oh, um, Thank you. But but in this, Richie, Richie goes to this uh, high-end, probably a Michelin-type style restaurant and he and then his narrative is you you've sent me here just to get me out of the space sure. because they're trying to remodel the restaurant and he's like sure. you just tried to remove me um and so like he's angry and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to he doesn't care about this restaurant he doesn't care what he, right. everything he sees there is just kind of punitive and menial and he's like what am i what's my this is scary right yeah. exactly and, and he, it gets to a boiling point where he asks his supervisor, and he's like, what kind of WTF, man? Like, yeah. help me out, man. And the guy's like, he's like, no, no, no. We, I love this job because 
people get to come here and experience like the best of life. And he's like, so we learn, like we go and we follow their social media feeds. Like yeah. once we see the reservation, we start learning who they are. Right. We start trying to figure out how to relate to them and then bring that into their experience here. Which is why my brother loves that show because my brother genuinely follows chefs around New York City. Mm. So the last time my mm. wife and I were in New York, my brother like said, we had arranged dinner. Yeah. And we were like, where do you want to go for dinner? And he and his husband were like, no, 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 we're going to go here. We want to go to this place because this chef is amazing. Yeah. And we want to take you to this place. And we were like, okay. I mean, hey, man, we're in New York. It's fine. And like, I was there on a work trip. So we're like, yeah, no, this is great. No problem. And we went. And the funniest thing was I remember being like, I don't, I don't understand the concept of following around chefs, but I get it. Like I follow baseball. Right. I follow soccer. Yeah. Like I follow things. That's what they follow. Yeah. And so it was really funny when we ordered the clothesline bacon as an appetizer. Okay. And I was like, I don't know what clothesline bacon's going to be. We waited like 45 minutes. Yeah. And then it, there was like <laughs> this little wooden stand with a wire across it and like six strips of bacon. And look, we've talked about body by bacon. <laughs> had a lot of bacon in my body day. by bacon coming I, out by beach body. I've never had bacon. You've heard of P90X. This. this is body by bacon. I don't know what they did to this bacon. It was the best bacon yeah. I've ever had. And I was like, cause it was some point I'm like, it's an appetizer uh -huh. for 45 minutes. Uh -huh. Let's hustle up. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> that's delightful. Yeah. No, it, it, you take your time. Right. And, and so, and it's just so funny because my wife and I are very, we, we've always been very utilitarian about eating. Uh -huh. It's like, this is just the fuel. Like, the, like we don't, we might go out once or once a month Splurge. or two and sure. like, to a really nice dinner, but like, we don't do fine dining. Yeah. And to be in a place where it's just like, that's the exact thing. What you said was it was, this was the experience. This is like the, the kitchen staff was focused on our dining experience. And yeah. we were just like, okay, this is next level. And that was the same trip where we had gone to a like world renowned sushi place for dinner. And we were like, wow, we're wildly underwhelmed for the, for what we paid. Uh -huh. And it just had no unique Anything. Right. And right. but for my brother to take me and be like, no, 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 this is this is a cool spot, and be like, okay, yeah, this was a really yeah, cool spot. yeah. Like, you you guys nailed it. You know well, what you're doing. Yeah. So it's, so I get why he likes the bear. Basically. Part of the trajectory of that character, and it's it's probably the richest character. But there's a couple of other nice character development pieces that happen. But for Richie, it's like this like this light bulb hits where he's like, oh, this isn't about just serving food or tradition or whatever. Like there's a there's a why behind all yeah. of this. And it's, yeah. it was funny. I, this will be my kind of center saint moment of, um, I was talking with a friend of mine of like, it's, it's that moment when your friends are like, Hey, we're, we're going out to dinner. Do you guys want to come join us? And you're like, Oh, you know, we're going, we're going here. And you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't like that place. Yeah. And I'm going to bail out. And you're like, no, it, it's, it's not about the place. Just <laughs> like, just FYI. Like it's, it's not, it's about being together yeah. in community the place is just a function. Like yeah. it's just, a, don't miss the form. And it's, it's that like, yeah, we miss the form because of the function, mm -hmm. uh, often in life. Um, and it, it, and it happens in a lot of spaces of like, so get back to like the form of like, 
it's about being together and, and sharing a meal and having the, the casual whatever that may show up in conversation, right? right? It's what happens anytime you and I sit down and podcast. Like, I don't know what's what you're bringing to the table. And I don't know, I'm not sure necessarily, like even sometimes if I show up and I'm like, oh, I want to make sure I talk about this. There are times where I've left them and like, oh, I didn't even bring that up. Why not it? The conversation yeah. went somewhere else. So yeah. that's like, it's the organic kind of gritty of life that just is this dynamic of, of the dance, if you will, of sure. like, I, I can bring this idea of, I think I'm going to bring a fox talk, but in the end, we just turn into a mosh pit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought we were going to do it with But when we went to a mosh pit, that's much sweatier. It's much, much sweatier. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I, so I, I would say yes. I, I recommend the bear. You will have to. I'm not gonna do it. You'll have to. I'm not gonna. You'll have to deal it. with the anxiety of season one I'm and a couple right of now. episodes in season two. I'm not gonna do it. And here's why: is because um, I have enough daily anxiety of other things. I and there are like if I start to watch something or we start to watch something, I'll just be like, this isn't for me. Is it, you know, and it, it was so funny because. Based on my wife and I's professions, there are specific things we cannot watch. Sure. Where we started to watch like a true crime something. It's too much. Yeah. And it was like a three-part series. And in the first part, we were like, okay, good setup. And the second part, we're like, yeah, we're poking holes in this. No. And by the third, we may as well just been throwing popcorn at yeah. the TV. Like we were just yelling and hounding and like just <laughs> ridiculing, just yeah. breaking um, the whole thing down. We're like, this um, is not how this works. Um, and yeah. so. Um, which is a lot of fun for us. I mean, yelling at your TV on a Tuesday night is really a unique <laughs> experience in your marriage. If you haven't done it, do it. Um, but I think for me, what has slowed me down a little bit is we typically have kind of a list of here are some things that we're interested yeah. in. And we break it down into movies and series. And so because normally we'll get through, if they're hour long, we'll get to two or three a night. Or if it's a movie, we'll get through a, yeah. a movie a night. And... Um, but with the writer strike, I thought you were going through two or three movies tonight. I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 I don't have that kind of stamina. I'm like, wait, it's starting at like two thirty in the afternoon. No, I don't have that kind of stamina. Um, but the um, with the writer strike, we found this series that we like. We watched the first episode, and we were like, oh wow, okay. And it's called Special Ops Lioness okay. with um, Nicole Kidman and Morgan Freeman and Zoe Saldana. Hmm. And we were like, okay, hold on. There's a writer strike. There's an actor strike, and this first episode was like we're gonna binge this in two and a half days. Oh! And so we had to go through and look because it's on Paramount Plus where they drop once a week, mm. and we're like, they're not Netflix where you can binge it all. Like you gotta wait for it. They make you work. And we were like, if that one episode was so good that if the rest of it is so good, and we get to a point where there's a stopgap, we're gonna be we're so angry. Like, <laughs> So let's just, let's keep an eye on it yeah. and like, let's see what episodes drop when and when they stop dropping and if it's like, if it's 10 or if it's 12 or if it's 8, that's okay, but like, we gotta wait on it. So it was really funny that we're like cognizant of there's a writer strike, let's not make ourselves angry in three weeks. Yeah, like, right, yeah. So, but, um, oh man, it was just, wow, it was great TV. Hmm. So... Uh, so that's my plug. If you if you're on Paramount Plus, watch uh, Special Ops Lioness. We're, we're crafted by stories, uh, um, yeah. and I, I find this fascinating. I've got a I've got a friend, Bill, who um, I know Bill. I met Bill. 
Yeah, right. So we, we do... Uh, we watch football together. Yeah, and we, we do a, a discussion, community discussion called Free Range Discussions that helps explore spirituality from whatever trajectory you're coming from. So we, we don't... It's not necessarily prescriptive Bible study from a Christian perspective, um, although I, I certainly bring that into it. Um, he teaches... Uh, he, he is a, as he says, a hopeful agnostic. Okay. Uh, where he's not sure that God's out there, but he... In the, in the best that God could be, he hopes that maybe that's reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I kind of thought, oh, but isn't that any? <laughs> and then any, that, that's any Christian. We don't, we don't know. Um, oh, well, there's kind of this hopefulness of. Sure. I've had a, I had a conversation with somebody once who, um, actually, we talked about uh, recently on the podcast, uh, my friend who called me because he needed help with mm-hmm. a, an injured neighbor. Um, his husband actually is a very challenging person in a really good way. Uh-huh. Like he, he's, he just likes fleshing out people's ideas and sure. thoughts and truth. And, and at one point he said, um, he said, well, does it bother you that we're religious? And I said, absolutely not. And he said, why is that? Because everyone needs hope. And he was like, oh, I guess that's what this is. And I was like, well, no, I'm not categorizing your religion as hope. I'm just saying, Everyone needs hope, and right. a lot of people find hope in organized religion, and I think that's an okay thing. And so it sounds like Bill saying I'm like a hopeful agnostic is like, well, I, I want to believe there might be something out there, but it's maybe I want to want to believe. Yeah, he's out there. from what you know, from what I've learned of Bill and, and our friendship, like he he's a he's an English teacher at a high school mm-hmm. level, but he's he's very big into literature and he's very big into the story and the myth. And he, he understands like stories, the stories that are out there, inform us and, and shape us. Sure. Uh, and so he's very big. He's like he says like I think the stories of scripture are like they're great myth and myth not in the sense of fable, but myth in the sense of a truth that presents itself with sure. a story that may or may not be true. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think sometimes uh, more conservative or fundamental views of Christianity wants all of Scripture to be true and historical. Um, and Marcus Borg says, uh, in the Bible, some of it's true and some of it actually happened. Like, all of, he says all of it's true and some of it actually happened. Right. Like, in this reality yeah. of like, right. no, there, it points to truth. Right. But it may not all be historical. And and that's okay. Like, sure. let it live in the mythology of like it, it's leaning you into something that you should find in your life that you relate to. And you're like, no, I've I've been there. I've like I can relate to this story, even though right. it's t- two thousand years old. There are seasons of my life where I'm like, yep, that actually rings a bell. Well, and I think to that point though, there's also so I remember. I grew up in a very, well, I don't remember, just factually, I grew up in a very religious family. <laughs> but um, I have a brother who's not religious, and and he had surgery, and a friend of his, who's also not religious, cared for him through that surgery. And while my family, my nuclear family, or the family I grew up with, whatever you want to call them, uh-huh. didn't didn't support my brother I was like here's these two mm. secular people and that's the gospel in action right like that's like you're helping someone because you love them and you're helping them and it has nothing to do with religion it has nothing to do with anything else it's just humankind and so I I think 
whatever stories in the Bible, what you identify with or what you don't identify with, every single person can identify with something in the Bible because it's a chronology of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so there are human instances in that that you can identify with or not. And so I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, we read books older than the Bible. Right. I mean, and yeah. it's, it's not anything that's religious or not religious or secular or anything else. It's just, it's humankind. Yeah. It's, it's personal development. It's anthropology. I right. mean, people yeah. become anthropologists to study the, the study of men. Yeah. When, when it comes to Bible, um, there's certainly many filters that you can read it through, but there's, there certainly seems to be two, two meta narratives that I'll say that you can kind of approach it as. And if, and if one is the sense of, um, uh, kind of punitive and, and, um, hierarchical favor, like that, that's one lens, right? Then like we have the truth or we have the knowledge and, and then these people don't, mm-hmm. uh, that, that certainly is one lens and you can read scripture and you'll find plenty of scripture that supports that. Sure. Uh, and sits in that space. But if you look at another lens, might be one of um, what is uh, control or power uh, versus um, uh, support mm-hmm. and, and uplifting of sure. the downtrodden. Right. That's another lens you can look at. And, and you'll find, you know, again, you'll find support for both of those. Like right. you can read both of, of those. Take that lens and read it, and you'll be like, "Yep, that's here. I have plenty of reasons and plenty of scriptures." Here's my proof. To. Here's my here's my argument. Yeah. Here's why I'm right. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not saying, I would say I'm not sure. Either is right or wrong, but if I'm going to choose between one or the other, the latter one certainly seems more appealing to me, yeah. of a lens to actually look through and read through scripture. Of, uh, I I want to care about those. Who are more marginalized or oppressed, yeah. and what the story, the narrative of redemptive uh, communal engagement offers in this life, yeah. and and if, and if that's who and what God is, I'll, I'm going to lean into that. Sure, um, and that's why that that's where I shape my life, and I would say my ministry around, yeah. and that's much more compelling than the op- the option, which is more fear based. Um, mm-hmm. So there's one that's yeah one as one aspirational and one that's kind of fear avoidance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then what's the end, what's the end point of that, right? Heaven and hell, right? Yeah. Where the, certainly the, the former narrative leans more into that, where the second one would say, heaven and hell is what you make of your day. Yeah. And it shows up in every day, uh, whether or not you want to live in hell or you want to live in this torment of, uh, the, yeah, this aspirational or this torment of existence. Yeah. yeah. The bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's all that to say that all all of that is the center and same moment of like sure. how sure. we're how do how do we see life? Uh, how do we see others? How do we see um, how do we see the the broken narr- narratives or existence of others? Like, do we see that as them just being um, turd brains, or do we see them as a place of something's off? And they and they can be set right, right? And that's two different approaches yeah, to reality. No, people are the worst. So <laughs> they don't get better. They only get worse. And there's problem. That's there's still a duality in the in the comparison that I'm making. There's sure. other narratives that are out there that are valuable. Yeah. Um, but those those are the two that I know that I've wrestled with often in my life. So yeah, with people are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what'd you learn today? 
The people are the worst. The people are the worst, yeah. Uh, you are, at least. I mean... I try to be. You're not even going to allow redemptive dreams to, to bring you back. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I don't allow that space in my life. <laughs> um, who'd you offend? Uh, the people. The don't people. matter. The people. <laughs> we, the people, are offended. Uh, the people that don't matter. Um, I think anybody unwilling to push themselves has probably not listened to this podcast mm. because they are like, well, I can challenge my safe little box that I live in with my cookies. And like, okay. Little yeah, there's, there's a dynamic there. What, how do you do... <clears throat> How do you do self-reflection or self-awareness without being like just self-punishing, right? Like they're like maybe that's my oh this just became a therapy session. <laughs> well, you're not you're not the outgoing spirit unless you want to trade me. No, I'm sorry. No, that thought just like uh, wow just brought the magnifying and clarity glass into my mind of like. Well, what's the balance there of being self-reflective, but also recognize, like in, in doing that, you recognize your faults, but you don't just punish yourself for the fault. Oh, sure. I got some work to do. Thanks. Thanks for that. I'll uh, bring that up in the session this week. What did you learn? Today? <laughs> <laughs> I just laid it out there. I got to call my therapist and get a session yeah. in. No, get your MHP on there, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, there, there is that. There's, there's a balance of self-awareness that doesn't... Um, you gotta, you, you gotta carry that tension of self worth uh, in that space. You do, which I'm gonna use as my segue into. All right, I'm not even sweating. It. Wow, I can't even believe I'm not man, sweating. that bee's knees did it, man. Because I'm cheating. I'm cheating on this. Um, the I had a dream last night, and it was interesting because I knew it was a dream, which is good. Um, but I was at a funeral. And the or the what are you the officiant of okay. the funeral uh -huh. was like, um, does anyone have anything to say about this, about this person, and this child? And let's face it, I find no value in children. Like <laughs> so, I was like, well, here comes this idiot uh -huh. saying something. Said the most profound thing in my dream, which was, before she lived, there was no sin, and after she died, she could sin no more. So whatever sins she committed in her waking life shouldn't be overshadowed or shouldn't overshadow the good deeds she did. That's it. That's it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah sit, sit in that for a little bit. Go back and replay that and um, ponder that for a moment. That's the thing the kid in my dream said. And then yeah, I woke up. Kid. I woke up really like with a lot of turmoil because I was like. Do children have value? <laughs> oh no! What do we do with this? But, I, I can't rethink that. I know. I mean, I but had it been an old someone. woman, I would have been like, oh, oh so why? Uh, so, but it was like, I, she was probably like five. I don't know. Kids' ages. <laughs> Stupid kid. She had bows in her hair. She was uh, dumb enough for uh, that. But um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll go back and listen yeah. to this podcast and review yeah, it. Just or, as, uh, or don't. You know, just. Go, you can just go live your life if you want instead. Go live your life. Do that anyway. Do that in addition. It's a both and, not an either or. Oh, it, oh if, if this, then that? Sure, yeah, uh -huh, wherever. Whatever that means. Delightful. We made it to 50. 50. If it recorded. 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Captain Cocky still, Pants over here. <laughs> still don't know. I hope so. I hope I hope we made it. I hope we uh, made it. There. We, sh- we should have made it last spring, but you know. I hope we did. So what? I hope we did. Uh, thank you guys very much for tuning in to a Center and Saint podcast, Golden Episode Fifty. Uh, can't wait to start giving you more content. With golden girls, we're the golden and, boys. Uh, oh boy. I, okay, my brain went different on that, and uh, it was not. It was not uh, for public consumption. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Spread the word, uh, check out the polls and the questions, respond to those, and uh, we'll get back with you. Like we said, send us an email, and we will give you a shout out. And we want to, yeah, we'll talk about you too. Shout, we Positive will. or negative. Yeah, it's, we're not promising it's going to be good. Up to you. Yeah, see ya.